Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Evolvepreneur After Hours show. I'm your host, Michelle McDonald. My mission is to help entrepreneurs make a difference and navigate the messy world of startups or relaunch, commonly called a pivot. Join me today where we dig deep with our guests and get you the best concepts and strategies to fast track your business. Today's topic is women's empowerment through education with my special guest, Vera Mahajan, who is an author, speaker, producer, and an entrepreneur who speaks about domestic abuse, awareness, and how to get out of it and women's empowerment. Vera is also a trained mediator and life coach who helps to resolve conflicts with a win-win for all. Vera also teaches how to resolve conflicts to be your own mediator for peaceful living. Vera, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. <laughs> it is our pleasure. So of course, I'd love to tap into your zest for accomplishing new things by starting off with your skydiving experience. Oh my God. <laughs> Jumping out of a perfectly good plane, like this. <laughs> there was no need and I jumped out anyway. <laughs> yes. So tell us a little bit about that. I just love physical challenges. You know, like people tell me, some, some of my friends I try to avoid now, or people, because they're always trying to tell you, oh, you are, we're not what we used to be. We have to slow down, walk. I'm like, no, I enjoy running. I enjoy climbing. I enjoy dancing. I enjoy, you know, doing all this fun stuff. I more feel more alive when I'm actually oh. doing something instead of like, oh, we're older now. The kids are grown. So I just I've watched TVs. Like I could never live like that. I want to live till the end. And uh, that's where the women empowerment also comes, you know. I want to be able to do things without wondering what other people are thinking and without somebody putting my dream on a shelf till later. It was always like, oh, think about it. Let's do it later. Let's do it later. No, and then later never comes. Mm -hmm. There's, uh, I was just thinking about a friend today that uh, passed away a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And we were supposed to go on a trip and we kept postponing. And now we can't, you know. So uh, I don't want somebody... We make sometimes those choices for ourselves. We put our life on hold for somebody else or something else. You know, we don't use our best China and we won't, don't use our best silverware or our best vacation things. But when somebody else does that for you, they're like cutting your roots. Like, a, I mean, people think these um, bonsai trees are so beautiful. Yeah. Yes, they look kind of beautiful. Is a palm tree a palm tree? You call it a palm tree and it's sitting in a windowsill. Palm tree is supposed to be 50 feet tall. Mm -hmm. If you were not cutting the roots down, the same thing with people. If you stop telling, you know, someone, your children, your wives, your daughters, don't do this, don't do that. that we don't even learn how to dream. If we don't have dreams, how, how are we going to, you know, fulfill them? Yeah. And, and the practice of even dreaming and thinking is just gone. Then you learn this bad normal of just doing what somebody tells you out of fear, out of just that's your normal. You know, after the divorce, when I came to Malibu from Michigan, that was my biggest challenge. I didn't know how to, uh, even though I was always a doer, like, you know, finishing things, projects, but there was always somebody like my father or then my husband 
kind of approving what I was could and could not do. And I still, and I look back, I did a lot. And a lot of people say, even then you did a lot, but I only was able to do things that I had to either fight for against their wishes and still do it, or just do the things that I was approved to do. Like, okay, you can do after 10 things that I was not allowed to do. So now I'm like, I live, I get up and I do the things, whatever I want to do right now. I was like in the in a really good space. I had a house, my kids are grown. And I was like in this place where I didn't, I was just cutting down the bills and making my life more safe and just quite, you know, like no bills. You understand that yeah. kind of thing when you're just uh, in a low key, you're still doing your thing, but cutting down the bills. And all of a sudden I love this house that I always wanted in this special subdivision that I always wanted. I, and a house opened up and all of a sudden for, for no reason, I'm buying that house. I'm selling this house. That's why I'm running around. Yeah. And I don't have to ask anybody. And I'm taking this huge challenge, just like jumping out of a plane. Mm -hmm. But that's what makes me alive. Yes. You know, and makes me like, but those kind of big challenges, it was very hard to do when somebody's always telling you, are you sure you can't mm -hmm. do this? When I was younger, I wanted to be a doctor and I was 90 pounds or less than 90 pounds, you know, girls, you were skinny girls. And my dad didn't let me go into medical because I was supposedly too skinny. Then I said, I want to be a lawyer. He said, you're too short. No matter who you help, you know, win, the other person's going to hit you or kill you because, you know, they're overpower you. I mean, what kind of even reasoning is that? You're too short to be a lawyer, too skinny to be a doctor. It's like, what? No way. I know, but that's the kind of life I lived. And uh, like I was just telling somebody else, uh, it, I could get yelled at for laughing at a joke like Three's Company or, you know, uh, Two and a Half Men. They're all double meaning jokes they have. Mm -hmm. And uh, if I laughed, I understood and that was wrong. I could get yelled at that because I understood a sexual joke. Like uh, over-controlled, over-protective, they call it. But yeah. it's over-controlled and they mm -hmm. it just scared you got to hold your laugh back you got to hold your dreams back you got to hold all this back and then you get used to that normal and that's why you get kind of accept somebody again in your next relationship and your, your husband or some people just keep divorcing and getting married or just boyfriend to boyfriend because they keep accepting same yeah. but the cycle is not the cycle it's we that's all we know Mm -hmm. And we think it's normal and it okay. feels bad when it gets really bad. And then you think somebody's 10% better and say, oh, okay, it's better than that, but he's still bad. Yeah. Like someone told me once, oh, most people will roll with the punches. I'm like, what are you talking about? Can you hear yourself? Mm. Why punches? Why would you punch me? I'm nobody's punching bag, you know, metaphorically or actually physically. Why would I take anybody's punches? I'm nobody's punching bag. So, but I know that now because I've known the freedom. Yeah. But till you know the freedom, you don't know what it is. I didn't know that till I moved here. And I was already married 23 years, had my kids. One was 20 and one was 18. So after so long, I moved here. And after three months of moving away, physically moving away from the relationship and marriage and just all the people around me who were keeping me in that box. Mm -hmm. After three months, I realized, wow, I haven't cried. Now I'm really free. I couldn't believe that. Like, wow. yeah, like, so that made you also think like I had never gone through three months without crying. Something there was always, because it's not like crying that somebody was punching me. 
not mm-hmm. always that, uh, that also happened or my dreams getting crushed but also just staying in the closed space and inside you're dying mm-hmm. so you cry for many yeah. reasons you're sad and yeah. now like no matter how hard i work even now i came running to be on this show because i just finished i'm still working on that buying the house but you know it's a challenge that i create for myself and i enjoy mm-hmm. it you know i go up on a wonderful little plane and then i jump out of it but it's <laughs> amazing you, you, you know yes. opens and uh, then you're like floating in the air and you know i've gone hiking in himalayas for 15 days just right. walking 10 12 hours a day and coming back in the best shape of my life <laughs> awesome yes yeah. so these are the it. things that everybody needs to have in their life yes and be able Absolutely. to feel that that's freedom and if you don't know that you're not free if somebody's telling you controlling you making you feel bad you're not free and that's the domestic abuse awareness i want people to know that uh, like a lot of people don't even understand what domestic abuse is mm-hmm. there's just no one kind of pain or one kind of even if they call it abuse which most people don't even call and i was one of them i did not even call it abuse and that was the biggest problem my ex had with that because he didn't think it was abusing right it was our normal it was a bad bad normal but that was our normal yeah. you know you hit you cry you do everything and then you get dressed and all four of us we would go to a party and look like the setter of the party you know my two sons and us mm-hmm. and we could have just been crying and yelling and screaming and punching getting the being punched and all that and then you're at a party Mm-hmm. And then you're dancing into the music because that was like a therapy. And then you come home. So you kind of start living these weird double lives. Yeah. Just to survive. And, and that is normal. not good normal. That is not good normal. Nobody yeah. should be living that, you know. Absolutely. Somebody should be encouraging you and asking you, what do you want to do? And that's the other thing I want to teach right now, to start with young girls, young children. Mm-hmm, definitely, yes. And if, they, if the girls knew in their own homes what a good normal is, watching their parents having a good normal, or at least teaching them that this is not acceptable, this is not good. We're fighting, but this is not good. We don't want okay. you to have that. And when you are, you know, um, thinking about that, then you will also not fight. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you don't want to teach that to your kids and make this an important education. Yes, we want them to be go to Ivy Lees and be the lawyers and the doctors and the, you know, researchers and everything. But then you don't teach them how to live. Yeah. Yes. Like sometimes I say Bill Clinton or whoever else, they can be the best president. But then what did he do with his family? Mm-hmm. You know, was he intelligent? Yeah, he had the, you know, bookish knowledge he knew how to run the country like running an office like trump or whatever but intellect they don't know how to be a good person you know mm-hmm. and my father was like that everybody loved them they were amazing intelligent genius people my ex is another genius person but at home you don't know what to do you know and yeah. you teach your children the same bad normal and then you expect them to do well and do great and nobody key focuses on the family life or okay. their inner peace or even their goal. Like my younger son, he's a musician, but he had such a hard time saying or even going in that field as a career or a, he's a fashion designer and a musician. Totally 
non-traditional careers. Yes. And especially in Indian culture, like you probably heard as jokes, if you're not an engineer or doctor or lawyer, <laughs> you know, it's not it, it's not accepted. And he had to really fight to be that. And uh, it's a struggle as is to yeah. have a career. And then on top of that, if nobody's supporting you, it makes it even harder. Like you got to prove yourself even more just with your family who should be helping you, supporting you. Because like they say, if you do what you love, then it's never a job, right? That's, that's so Otherwise, true. Yeah. Otherwise, you're preparing to go to work every day and not, not be happy. Yes. What kind of life is that? So, so true. I know that he is very grateful to have you on his side, supporting his dreams, wanting him to feel that sense of freedom that you stated. And one thing that I wanted to point out, because you talked about being able to experience life and, and feeling free to do that, a sense of empowerment. Mm -hmm. The word L-I-V-E. Yes, that's the reminder, reminder yes. for you that yes. without that, there's no life. Absolutely. If you don't have that in your life, so L stands for loving yourself. Mm -hmm. That is your step number one. If you love yourself, then for one, you will not put up with anything just for crumbs of love from somebody else. Because you're always waiting for those little crumbs from somebody else. You think you can be superficially a little bit happy, but you are not... You may enjoy that moment, but you're not living in joy, right? Mm -hmm. You have to be in joy and yeah. you are in joy when you love yourself and you don't care if nobody loves you. That is minor, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I, from the second word, letter is I, I is for insisting on freedom, not once in a while. Like now I'm telling you, I can just jump up and do any challenge that I feel is right for me. Mm -hmm. Like I was so comfortable my house is like good my minimum bills my kids are out of the house everything is fine you know but all of a sudden now I'm just creating this huge challenge for myself I'm buying a house that again new bills start I gotta sell my house to pay for that but it keeps me alive mm -hmm. it may not be right for somebody else but it's right for me yeah and I should be allowed and have this freedom you know, I don't need to look for approval or somebody doesn't need to allow me to do that. I need to know that if I am okay with that challenge, if I'm okay to say, okay, I'll figure out how to sell. I'll have to want, I want that house and I'm going to go get it. And, you know, but it's my challenge. Mm -hmm. Nobody's throwing me into that challenge and nobody's stopping me from that. If I want to jump out of a plane, it should be my decision. Yes. You know, I'm not doing anything well, jumping out of a plane maybe was stupid, but what <laughs> I did do tandem. So I was hoping that he knows what to do with the parachute. <laughs> but again, you know, it's a calculated risk. You see people doing this all the time. That was his, oh, wow. I think, eighth trip in that day. And he does like 10, 12 every day. Wow. So, and, uh, you know, these are the things I, I get inspired by people. I read mm -hmm. biographies. And even my book is not a fictional thing. I don't read a lot of fictional because I want to teach and I want to learn. I'm constantly learning. Mm -hmm. And my book is from uh, everybody that I interviewed. Plus, I want to finish that L-I-V-E. So I is insisting on freedom, everyday freedom, all the time freedom, 100% time, you know, time. And yeah. uh, it should always be 100% of the time. 
and V is for victory over victim syndrome. In a cycle of abuse, there's a victim and there's a perpetrator, right? Uh -huh. You can beg and plead and even kill one perpetrator, physically remove, right? But if you stay in the victim mentality and you say, oh, he did it, he did it, he did it, you're the one living in that pain. The other person is uh -huh. done and gone. He doesn't even know, may not even remember you, right? Uh -huh. But you live in that pain and you tell everybody and tell everybody and you're losing friends because that's all you're talking about. But if you decide that I'm going to remove the victim out of the cycle, I'm not the victim. You don't only lose that perpetrator, you lose anybody, you know, everybody oh, wow. at that present time, past time or even anybody in future. I am nobody's victim now. Right. Because yeah. I know how to stand up for myself because I know I love myself because I know I'm always free, right? So I'm nobody's victim. Nobody can come and yes, there's debates. Yes, there could be even, I am a boxer, so I can even, you know, have that boxing, whatever, be in the ring. But that doesn't mean somebody's hurting me. I'm choosing to have that debate. I'm choosing to have that combat. I'm choosing to have this uh, big challenge of what I'm doing right now with the house stuff <laughs> from out of nowhere. I wanted to do that, but it's going to be good, you know, yeah. and there's financial thing. Like I was telling my sons, you buy a house and you don't know the appreciation till you sell. So I yeah. thrive with that, you know, otherwise it is what it is. You can keep dreaming. My house is appreciated this and that, but till you sell, that's when the real appreciation happens. And yeah. I'm a businesswoman. And all of a sudden, in two, in whatever till I sell, now I'm like, okay, I bought it here. I'm gonna sell it here. So I have made this much, right? And if I don't, I can keep saying it's here. It's not. It's there, yeah. right? And I'll be still in in the same house that I bought twelve years ago. And I, but now I can do this, and I go where I really want it to be. And that's your dreams coming true, right? I can dream, uh -huh. and I can do. And so that's the victory over victim syndrome. And then, of course, E is about knowing I live my dream. So I'm empowered. Yeah. I am living my life. Nobody's yes. stopping me. Nobody's pushing me into these challenges, but also nobody's stopping me. And nobody's yeah. allowed to. Okay. How dare you, right? So I tell people now that you teach your girls that good normal. You teach them right from start. You encourage them, make them so strong that so instead of wiping their tears because somebody hurt them, uh -huh. Make them so strong that nobody dares to. They don't allow anybody, right? Yeah. Them. So because they'll know right away and they'll say, get away from me. This is not normal. This is not right. Like I was telling you about that girl because uh -huh. her father supports her. You know, it's like she gave him all the warnings. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. She went and told the teacher. Teacher gave her bad advice. Oh, he just likes you. But then she's told him now, if you touch me again, I'm going to punch you. And he still did because he's not yeah. taking her seriously. So she did punch him. And I'm okay with that because you gave him all warnings. Now you have to have a right to protect them, protect yourself, right? Absolutely. And now that kid knows not to touch this girl. <laughs> if you like me, tell me from a distance. And if I allow you, then you touch me, you know? And not without that. That's why, like, people don't understand. A lot of women, even now, doctors, they tell me I'm married to him, so I have to be ready for sex. Like, no, you're not. Oh. You'll never be ready for sex. You do, you know, this should be something that you also enjoy. 
Yeah. And you, uh, you know, marital rape is a real thing. Just because you're married, the men, these are doctors. They don't even, you know, they have this misconception. But she's my wife. I'm like, no, she, you still have to ask and it's okay or not. If yeah, she does, it's not okay. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so these are people, like I was telling you, they don't even understand what abuse is. They think it's normal because they don't know what a good normal is. So they accept the bad normal, you know, as their normal. Abuse is their bad normal. Yeah. And, you know, that's why it's so important, uh, the work that you do, yes. being able to, you know, provide them with that insight walk them through it and you know it's it's at such such a delicate stage for them when they actually oh, yeah. come to the realization that this is is what is happening now and you yeah. know so many questions and and so many mixed emotions mm -hmm. and you know through your coaching through just being there being their voice it means oh, yeah. so much to them oh yeah yeah that's why awareness is so important mm -hmm. and then you empower them and you help them and I want to use my life as an example because I've lived all that. And then knowing that I'm free, oh my God, you have, when people say you're free, like just now we celebrated 75 years of freedom of India, you know, from the English. And I'm like, really? When is the women's freedom? Yeah. You know, you say India is free. Indian men are free maybe, but <laughs> are women really free? You know, they're still on the mercy of men. If they get a good husband, so that's what the families look for. If you find they find a good husband who cares about you, okay, you can have a great life. But it's like a borrowed life, you know? Even uh -huh. my life, we were financially well, everything was great. And when I when we announced our divorce, people were shocked. They said, "We thought you lived like a queen." I said, "Yes, I lived like a queen. I could do anything, but only when he allowed me to." The day he didn't allow me, the day he wanted it, he could pull the rug right from under me. And that those days, you just wanted to die, you know? So so I have uh, uh, this garage door test in my book. Okay. And uh, I always ask people, you have to take this garage door test. If you are at home alone or with kids or whatever, and your spouse, you know, there are some women abusers too. So that's why I'm just going to say spouse or partner. Okay. Coming, uh, coming home and garage door opens or the front door opens if you don't have a garage. How do you feel at that time? Mm. If you are scared, oh my God, what's going to happen and what should I do and what may come out of this? You're in a bad place. You should wow. never be scared. You may have debates. You may have some complaints. You may have whatever else, but there should never be fear. Mm. Like, oh my God, what's going to happen now? So true. That's a very good test. Yes. I felt that because I was just like, okay, it's 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 almost like the tension as you see the door going up. Oh and so God. what is your immediate yeah. feeling? Yeah. Like because garage door, I say because there's a sound, right? Usually it's close to the kitchen and you're in the kitchen, either cooking homeworks or whatever you're doing. And the oh. garage door opens and it's like, oh my God, hurry up, clean up, stop fighting, whatever kids are doing, clean up, dad is coming home. That's a scary thought. Mm -hmm. And you should never have that, you know, like yeah. even like somebody just said, uh, I was giving the same example and it said, what about you go home and you come home, the same garage door open. Okay. You are so scared coming home. Mm. Oh, if you're yeah. the victim, 
like what am I going to walk into? Yeah. Right? It goes both ways. If you're in the house, somebody comes, or this is if you are coming home. Like I remember when my ex and my children were home, little, and I'm just going for a quick grocery shopping, right? Mm -hmm. And the kids don't want to come. Sometimes I would try to take them with me. Again, for the fear of when I come home, they could already be fighting. Or I would say, please don't fight. I would literally beg them, plead to them, which is literally my husband. You know, kids were fine. And or if they fight among themselves, they say, yeah, mom, it's just brothers. You know, we're doing whatever. But the actual fight between the father and the sons, that used to escalate and get into beating and fighting and bleeding and all that stuff. I used to be so scared that they're all fine watching TV, but I could go. I did not know that half hour later, when I come back with groceries, what would I walk into? Mm. So it was scary. Yeah. So those thoughts, uh, garage door test, it seems like 100% of yeah. the time. But when I've asked people, like you're having those thoughts and the expressions and the feelings, it's always been like, yes, that is so true. So take that test that tells you are, the, are you in an abusive place or not. Kira, thank you so much for sharing that. I know a lot of persons in our audience will be able to connect with that, that feeling, uh, that image in their minds, you know, what yes. does it trigger? And yeah. now understanding that yeah. this is something that is not normal. And not normal. I need to seek help. Yeah. Uh, and I need you have to, to know what a good normal should be. Yeah. To be able to say this is not good. Mm -hmm. If you don't even know what's a good normal, then you don't know. Accept whatever it is. And that becomes your normal. And that's yeah. a bad normal, but that's your normal. Right. right? That's all you yeah. know. Yes. yes. So thank you so much. So of course, we have to know how can women who are seeking empowerment and who need freedom from the levels of abuse that they are experiencing, how can they connect with you? How can we hear from you? Let us know. Okay. I want to show you my book again. Okay. So to your audience, this is a book called Unreported Crime, and it is about domestic abuse awareness, and it is learning how to end it. So I wrote this little book, and I interviewed a lot of people, and then I've learned that it's in the end, it's the same. And that's what one of the lessons from this book, my own book that I learned that I have to physically move away, and I moved 3,000 miles away to end it. Otherwise, it would even after the divorce, it was continuing. But yes, you can look it up on Amazon. You can call me, email me. I have it on my website also. So um, just either look up my name. My website is veeramahajan.com. Spelling is V-E-E-R-A-M-A-H-A-J-A-N.com. Or you can look up at Amazon, Unreported Crime or Veera Mahajan books you can find out and i also actually uh, have done a workbook and i'm getting ready to publish that to go with the book but um, yeah or email me v-e-e-r-a-i-s-i-t at gmail.com and a lot of uh, posts i put about i just read in october i read a lot of pages out of my book for you know um, because october is domestic abuse awareness month and so look me up on Instagram or Facebook, my full name. So Vera Mahajan, look me up on uh, either one and uh, LinkedIn and any of the social medias. 
Excellent. Thank you so much. Vera, your passion for your work, empowering women, sharing your personal story, and your strong belief in uplifting women around the world is remarkable. Thank we you. thank you so much for your transparency, for connecting with the women out there who needed to hear your voice and know that there is a safe space and place for them in the world. Thank there you. is a voice for them. Thank out you. There. And I want to take my voice to more stages. I just spoke at Oxford University, I was telling you, on a global education summit, but anybody who has a stage where you think I can reach out and talk to more women or anybody who knows a woman that knows women, which is everybody. I know my message needs to get to anyone who has daughters, sisters, wives, and who care about women's life. And women teach boys too, right? At home. Yes. Moms yes, are do. teaching boys too. So because if you teach the boys to be dominant, they're not going to be happy either because they're living with the woman and they're making the life, which is unhappy life right? So we need to teach them both what a good normal is and empower our women to do this. So invite me to your stages, to your communities, and I would love to come and speak virtually or physically or, you know, uh, in person, whatever is convenient to you guys. Excellent. Through email, same, all those things or DM me on social media. Excellent. Awesome. Thank you, Vera. And of course, thank you for being a part of another awesome guest episode of the Evolve Penora After Hours show. Before you go, if you like this episode, we'd be very grateful for a five-star review and consider recommending the show to a friend or two. Make sure, sure you subscribe today for future episodes at EvolvePenorSecrets.show right now. Until next time, and if you are an entrepreneur, Make a start on your next great idea today.